Welcome to the Christchurch Fox Chapel podcast, the fastest growing conservative evangelical charismatic Anglican podcast in the entire Fox Chapel area. And today I'm joined by Robert Fire, who surely appreciates the new musical beginning for the podcast, sure. and the Reverend Ben. Hello. Hello. Hi. Do you like that? It's great. It is great, isn't it? It's great. Yeah. Really pleased. Uh, Seamlessly, the music of Los Yetis takes us into the fourth church, Thyatira. Would one of you please read for us Revelation chapter 2, verse 18? Yeah, I can. And to the angel of the church in Thyatira write, The words of the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire, and whose feet are like burnished bronze. I know your works your love and faith and service and patient endurance, and that your latter works exceed the first. But I have this against you, that you tolerate that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess and is teaching and seducing my servants to practice sexual immorality and to eat food sacrificed to idols. I gave her time to repent, but she refuses to repent of her sexual immorality. Behold, I will throw her onto a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her I will throw into great tribulation, unless they repent of her works, and I will strike her children dead. And all the churches will know that I am he who searches mind and heart, and I will give to each of you according to your works. But to the rest of you in Thyatira, who do not hold to this teaching, who have not learned what some call the deep things of Satan, to you I say, I do not lay on you any other burden. Only hold fast what you have until I come. The one who conquers and who keeps my works until the end, to him I will give authority over the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron, as when earthen pots are broken into pieces, even as I, I myself have received authority from my Father. And I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This strikes me as... as the hardest of the four so far to understand. There's a lot in here. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's long and difficult and weird. Um, it's actually really, really tough. One thing we can note straight away, uh, verse 19, I know your works, your love and your faith and service and patient endurance and that your latter works exceed the first. So there's, there's some commendation here as we've seen in many of these letters. Um, we, we would... We would have called this at school a, a sandwich rollicking, and that's the clean version. Um, <laughs> I have no idea what that could possibly mean. Really? Yeah. Can you speculate? I cannot. Something good, something good, and then you get hammered in the middle. Yes. Okay. That's right. Where, sandwich I get. Where headmaster calls roller you king. in. Is that what you said? Yeah, rollicking. Rollicking. The only reason I could translate uh, is I've been here longer. Yeah. Okay. You know how you to translate. You start to learn some terminology. Okay. I, I think that might be... I thought you said roller king. And I was like, is that a Burger King cousin or something? That's what we have in England. Yeah, yeah. Cut, Roller yeah. King. Yeah, that's it. I just can't understand your accent. Your foreign accent is, gets me. 
it, it's, it's not foreign, you're foreign, <laughs> as is evidenced by the fact that we're right now abroad, if you think about it. And uh, maybe you could say that we're the ones who have exceeded uh, where we came from. Yeah. And you've done okay, so well. Revelation yeah. 2. Yeah, okay. So there's a, there's a compliment. The letter works succeeded the first. But there's some stuff coming. Thank you, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> there's always someone willing. Yeah. It's normally you. It is normally me. Yeah. I'm sorry. Hey, you know what I noticed? Go on. In verse 19, he says, your latter works exceeded your first. It struck me that that's like the opposite of Ephesus, who says you've abandoned the love you have at first. Yeah. Like they're kind of mm. uh, doing the opposite dance that, that Ephesus is doing. Yes, that's right. So they're commended, aren't they? For um, What is it? Their, their love is great. and their, No, their works, their knowledge is good in Ephesus, right? But their, yeah, their doctrine. But their, their love is poor. Your love and your faith and your service and patient endurance, mm. they're, they're actually living out their faith through their works. Yeah. This is a, a, a passionate church, but not very sound. Mm. Or they've got some, some weaknesses or some blind spots. Right. Let's look at them. So the, the meat of the sandwich rollicking, verse 20. I have this against you. You tolerate uh, that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess and is teaching and seducing my servants to practice sexual immorality and to eat food sacrificed to idols. Same stuff that we saw last week, the idolatry and the immorality going hand in hand. Jezebel being the wife of King Ahab in the Old Testament, who uh, is a horrible piece of work and brings idolatry. Gets chucked out of a window and eaten by dogs. Yeah. It's a fun passage, that one. Um, so there's someone in the midst who is a prophetess and teacher and seductress. So she's got this, ev she's evidently got a very powerful, prominent role here. Mm. Do you think it's an actual person or is it the idea of Jezebel stands for, you know, ideas or culture or movements among the church? Mm. It, it could be both. Um, because in verse 23, it talks about children. Um, that probably does not mean her actual children. And, and all those who committed adultery with her seems like to me to be metaphorical. Not There were so many people who slept mm -hmm. with her and um, mm -hmm. committed adultery, you know, literally. That's tough to un unpack. Well, those who followed her, those who chose to follow, to be deceived and to follow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Possibly her children. And it could be both. Mm -hmm. uh, the adultery idea, for instance. There were shrine prostitutes. Sexual immorality was a part of idolatrous worship in a very literal sense. But adultery often in scripture is, is uh, a sort of idiom for an unfaithfulness toward God. Yeah. Uh, just as marriage, bride and groom are an image of our relationship with God when it's holy. Mm -hmm. So it... it it, maybe it's a cop-out to say both. Yeah. I, I, don't, think it, uh, I don't think it necessarily is a cop-out, but it, it doesn't seem clear to me mm. if we're necessarily talking about a single woman. Um, or a system. Or a system, exactly. Or, you know, or if even just picking out one woman who represents that system. Yeah, which is, I think, what, might, what it might actually be. Yeah. A representative woman of a whole system. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I will strike her children dead. Well, if her children are the followers of she or followers of her system, then this is telling us that, that idolatry is deadly. Yes. And it, yeah, it seems like it's focused on sexual immorality and eating food sacrificed to idols. Um, mm. We don't really have much of a problem these days with eating food sacrificed to idols. I don't at least. I don't know about you guys. I but mean, there's not an actual section in, in Trader Joe's, is there? <laughs> I should ask someone who works there. Where, where um, is Ben Hughes? <laughs> where is he when you need it? Um, but yeah, certainly sexual immorality is as much of a problem today as it was to Thyatira yeah. uh, back then. Um, well, and if, if you just dig into the concept of idolatry in a much more general way, so we're, we're, there are a few of us that have an actual false god carved out and lit up on a plinth in our room. But look at, look at the idolatry in our culture. Look at where people get angry or upset. Look at what they defend. Look where their finances are oriented. As American, yeah. orientated. Um, look, look, at, look at all of that. And there's the idols. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that thing that you would be most upset about when it's taken from you or when it's threatened. Mm. Tim Keller talks about that a lot, right? What is that mm. thing that, that if it's threatened or it's possibly going to be taken from you that you get fired up about the most? Yeah. You better have a really hard look at that. Yeah. Which, which is the call of revelation, it, the revealing, the lifting the lid on, having revealed to you these things that are not right. That's the nature, yeah. that's the purpose of this letter. It's not merely to make them feel bad. Yeah. It's to reveal stuff to them that they've yeah. not seen. 23 yeah. says, um, I am he who searches mind and heart. Yeah. Right? And if we're not plugged into him, uh, the spirit would, would, would help you to see that and discern that. Yeah. Um, but when you're off on your own path, we really miss that and get off track. Yeah. And I don't know if this is directly relating to that idea of Jesus who searches the mind and the heart, but he starts off by identifying himself with eyes like flame of fire. Mm -hmm. Like I, I kind of, I kind of visualize that image and see mm. eyes that pierce things and like can, can search the depths of, of all things and aren't, aren't fooled by, they kind of burn away the chaff. Um, Thine eye diffused a quickening ray. Sort of mm -hmm. laser beams yeah. coming out of the eyes. Yeah, laser beams of death. <laughs> if if we ever have a laser beams of death sermon, you'll we'll you'll know, sing that for you'll sure. know the opening hymn, yeah, right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got just the thing. I love that hymn. Yeah. <laughs> Is it too late to change the title of this week's sermon? No, Bridget loves it when we do this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as last minute as possible really makes her happy. Yeah. Let's plan on it now, Tuesday, as we record this, but let her know on Thursday evening. Great. Yeah. Friday morning? Yeah. Yeah. If you, I'll, I'll be on my day off. Uh, could I I'll be on holiday. Ben, it's up to you. On my day off, too. We're stuck. <sighs> oh, Thursday night. Yeah, okay. that's unfortunate. Well, Friday? First thing, or fr first thing Saturday, I mean. Yeah, that's right. That of course. would really make her happy. All right. Watch this okay, space, Revelation church. 2. <laughs> and uh, 
Then, then you get really weird stuff. The deep things of Satan. Uh, verse, that's verse 24. The deep things of Satan. What the sort of, uh, the depth of the twistedness and, and uh, lure of, of what Satan teaches us. And yeah. certainly the opposite too, maybe of delving into the deeper things of God, like the, mm. the, the, the absolute reverse of. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing him say that this teaching, what's coming from Jezebel, mm. directed towards sexual immorality and food sacrifice to idols, uh, all that idolatry, that is the, the deep things of Satan that right. some have not been seduced by. Um, but well, that's quite striking thing to say. Mm -hmm. It's like Satan's heart is to seduce us away from God with these idols and with these adulteries and um no i think that's really important because we we saw that in the second church the synagogue of satan we yeah. saw it in the third church uh, the throne of satan and and so there's this figure of satan throughout all of this yeah and th Who's this super active and working in churches mm, right it's not a relativistic thing of well i'm a bit into this and a bit into that no we're being presented with with a a binary war, two mm -hmm. sides, and the act of seduction. I feel like is a is a helpful image for how Satan works through the Jezebels of our cultures and mm. uh, seducing us toward hell and away from God. Um, that are actually the the deep things of Satan: sexual immorality, idolatries. Uh, of all kinds. And maybe the essence, if the essence of the idolatry is we've not noticed, then the same could be true of the immorality. Mm -hmm. We've not noticed. Or, or maybe even we've started to call it good. <laughs> so the one who conquers, this is verse 26, and who keeps my works until the end. Well, that's a funny thought. You might set out being a bit Christian and not make it. Hmm. Uh, I was talking to someone recently and just really encouraging discussion about faith. And I said, I'm really pleased to see where you are because a few years ago, I thought this is great, but we'll see how it turns out. Is this going to be another example of someone having a, a really exciting apparent conversion, but in fact, it's just a blip? Or is this someone who's going to last? And then you see three years, particularly going through a pandemic, some kind of trial or suffering or test, and you see the faith get stronger there. And you start to say, OK, this looks like someone who is going to make it to the end. Mm. Which I thought was really good. Yeah. And he, there's some, there's a gracious response of the Lord to not lay any other burdens on their backs you know only hold fast to what you have until I come mm. but there's still things to endure um, mm. they're not through this yet and they still have to um, keep his works until the end to be faithful and to endure God in his sovereignty even I'm just going back a little way um, 
which I've, I've just lost it. Oh, yeah, here we go. Verse 22. God in his sovereignty seems to use consequences of sin as a, as a means of moving us towards repentance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just going to say, and you're, it sounds like you're circling back, but verse 21 is such a wonderful offer, even in the yeah. midst, right? Mm. Giving time, so very patient to repent, this offer, this offer still on yeah. there in front of you to just yeah. turn, like you said this past week. Um, but she refuses to repent. Yeah, and we t- we still tend to talk about repentance as kind of like repent or burn, and it's kind of a harsh word, but there's so much grace right. in that invitation. Like that is an invitation of grace to lay down your idols and to turn towards Jesus, who is your only good, who is the only one who gives everlasting life. Um, and he's, he's gracious in giving time to do that. Right, so his response to this uh, immorality and adultery, which is adultery against him, offences against him, idolatry, is to give time to repent, then to give consequences which lead you to repent, then to restate the simplicity of what it is to turn to him. There's no other burden than turn to me. And, and then uh, I think, and this is, this is a bit debatable perhaps, he even gives himself. Which was going to be the title of our sermon before we changed it to the laser beam thing. But um, verse 28, I think this is where it's all going. I, I think that this is the key. Uh, debate that. Uh, I will give him, this is the person that makes it, the morning star. Yeah. Um, is that an investment portfolio? <laughs> yeah. Revelation twenty two sixteen, uh, Jesus said, "I Jesus have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star." He's identifying himself there, um, mm. and I I think one of the letters to Peter of Peter identifies Jesus as the bright morning star as well. Um, I forget doesn't, which one. Doesn't Satan have a name like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I must look that up. It's not. Is it not Morning Star? Is it? He has a something Day Star. Is that what he calls it? Yes, that sounds right. Something like that. A counterfeit version. Yeah, it seems like a, an imposter trying to yeah um, disguise himself in glory, mm. or or some glory that he has that imitates Jesus. But here's the real Morning Star. Yeah. Can't create anything. Yeah, to twist what it twist what's there. So, so Christ's response, this is, this is Christ speaking. I will, there's the promise, I will give. Interesting sub-point. A lot of these promises are actually promises of grace. I will give, I will give, I will give. Yeah. That's what he says. Not, not just I will and then do or whatever, but give. And we're going to be given by Christ the morning star. And as you say, the morning star is Christ. Mm-hmm. So I will give the winner me. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. cool. What is it to receive Christ? Mm. Yeah, well, we get a foretaste of that here. Um, We receive Christ into our hearts uh, through faith. We receive him in Holy Communion uh, week after week. Uh, 
and he graciously gives himself to us over and mm. over again. But here, there seems to be a finality and an ultimate gift here uh, of himself at the end. That there will be no lack. And he keeps saying, he concludes, I think in other parts of the letter, it's, it's sort of in the midst of it, but he concludes this, this church's part of the letter by just saying the same phrase again. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So they're all reading each other's letters. Mm -hmm. They're all seeing each other's, you know, sandwich rollickings, uh, which, again, is super fun to watch other people get in trouble. <laughs> it's awesome, isn't it? We can all agree. He who has an ear, let him hear. The idea there being that this letter might just be like that teacher from Charlie Brown. You just hear what wah, 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 and you don't hear it. Yeah. So, someone could go, well, yeah, but it doesn't make much sense. So we'll just, we'll forget Revelation. Or Yeah, but you know, I don't believe that, you know, I can't believe in a God who would do that. Yeah. yeah. Not in this day and age. Yeah. And uh, unpack that statement. I can't believe in a God who would. So, so God can only be at the very most whatever you can come up with on the spot. Yeah. The, the maximum possible nature of God is something you can come up with now. Yeah. Wow. He who has an ear, let him hear. Some people will simply not hear this. Mm -hmm. Well, I, we can't end on that, um, <laughs> unless unless we return to the the plaintive strains of Lost Yeti singing us out. There's no, there's no. We need to finish on a higher note than that. Um, what encouragement is there in the letter? His patience. Yeah. His willingness to wait. Right. Why? Mm. Why? Why hasn't he returned yet? Well, maybe he's just waiting for you, right? Yeah. He's so patient and so loving and is standing there waiting for the offer in verse 21 to just turn. That's an offer that's given to all of us. Mm -hmm. So this is not an abstract study. This is a direct call from Christ who sees the nature of our sin and whose response is to say, repent, and then here's a nudge to repent, and then here I give you myself. Yeah. I'm also struck by it. Their sin here is tolerating Jezebel. Um, mm. And I, it makes me wonder what him, what am I tolerating in my life that Jesus wants to cast out that he wants to destroy that he wants me to turn away from and not tolerate any longer and in our in our culture tolerance is the highest virtue it seems sometimes and but jesus hmm. commands us to not tolerate these things that are from the heart of satan the deep things of satan that are dragging us down into hell we there's no room to tolerate those and I, I find myself just bringing myself before the Lord and asking him to 
the one who searches the, the mind and the heart to search me and to reveal to me where have I been too tolerant? Yeah. That Cranmerian phrase, the burden of them is intolerable. Yeah. The burden of our sins. We, we tolerate so much. And, and tolerance is, in fact, actually a god. Tolerance mm -hmm. is an idol, mm -hmm. right? So you describe it as the highest virtue. Tolerance is the idol. Yeah. And, uh, and one of the Ravi Zacharias people, I've forgotten which one it is, um, in the RZIM Trust, uh, has this whole thing on tolerance. It's worth just Googling RZIM tolerance and something will come up, it's great. Uh, and just says, you know, Michael Ramsden, I think it is actually, tolerance is not nice. Mm -hmm. Tolerance is not a, a nice thing. It, you know, if, I, if you invite me to dinner and you ask me how the dinner was and I say to you, well, it was a very tolerable meal, thank you. <laughs> that's a real insult. Yeah. No one wants to be tolerated. They want to be loved. Yeah. And Christ loves us and gives us himself. Here's the answer to all of this. The thing, and you pointed this out earlier, Ben. It, the answer to all of this mess is Jesus. Yeah. In giving us himself, he's dealing with this junk. He's offering. That's how, that's how we can repent. It's because he's actually paid for it. Mm -hmm. He's unlocked the opportunity to repent. That's what he wants us to hear. Amen. Amen. There's your ending point. I've never been able to end uh, one of these before. Normally Signed, it's you. sealed, and delivered. Oh, well, pee and ending. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. This has been a podcast of Christ Church Fox Chapel, and it's been a pleasure having you join us, along with Los Yetis. We'll see you soon. God bless.